Hi, Caden here. Uh, so we just recorded the podcast. Uh, going through it now. The first six minutes sounded like we basically... Filmed through a cheese grater. Yeah, it, it it sounds weird. It sounds like we recorded it on a Samsung Galaxy fridge. It just, the sound quality is bad. But it's only for the first, uh, like, six minutes. So we hope you can sit through that. If not, you can just skip into about six minutes and 30 seconds where the sound then all of a sudden pops back in and it's perfectly fine again. Anyway, we hope you guys enjoy and peace. comic books, and, well, everything in between. I am one of your co-hosts, uh, Caden, and, and... And I'm the other one, Tucker. Very nice to meet you again. For the fourth time, we are on a roll. We really are. Anyways, I bring the banter. And I bring the research. And basically everything else that keeps our podcast together. Today, we are doing Disney sequels. Very niche, but trust me. Not, there's, there's a not lot. Not very limited. Yeah, no, it's like they take the original, mainly like, you know, the Brother Grimm stories, and then mark it off of that. They make the first one, and then they make a ton of, a ton of sequels. Or prequels, or midquels, or spinoffs, or adaptations. That are just like unnecessary, that. like the Mulan, like you have. Oh, the don't first, get me started on Mulan. So we'll talk first, about that later. It's awful. So, here's, uh bit of backstory. So, Disney animation has been around for a long time. We all know that. Yeah. But one of the biggest periods in Disney animation is what most people call the Disney Renaissance. And or the moment where Disney got it all together again for the first time in a while. In From 1989 to 1999, all, the, all these movies in this list I'm about to say are the animated movies, not the live actions that might have come out a bit later into the Renaissance. The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, The Lion King, Pocahontas, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Hercules, Mulan, and Tarzan are a good amount of the Renaissance films to be palatable to understand the gravity of how big this was. Another big film that isn't technically in Renaissance from my recollection is Peter Pan which goodness grief it's also a good book if you want if you want a good read I have never actually sat down now of course there have been nights where it's just like I'm so sad and depressed and lonely you know like how you were in sixth grade it, you just kind of sit there on a Friday night and you're just like I'm gonna turn on uh Fox and a Hound 2 or Mulan 2 it just, it doesn't matter. Just, you don't even need to watch the first one to understand the second ones. Typically, they're just random. Yeah. Unless it's a decent enough sequel to where you do need to watch the first one to understand anything. So, let's go down the list. Little Mermaid. So, Little Mermaid has a prequel and a sequel. Its prequel is The Little Mermaid Ariel's Beginning from a year that I do not care enough to look up. It's basically a movie, I'm not sure if it was one of the ones where it's just TV episodes put together into a movie, probably was, 
where it's Ariel's backstory in her life in Atlantis as the daughter of King Triton before the events of The Little Mermaid fully take place. The Little Mermaid 2, Return to the Sea, is the sequel. Obviously, it has the number two. Which, half of these, I've never even seen before. Yeah, that, but... That's how, like, just unnecessary they are. Exactly. It's so weird. I didn't even know there was a Little Mermaid 2. I actually, I probably did. The Little Mermaid 2 is about the son of Prince... No, no, the daughter of Prince Eric and Ariel. Uh. Going back, well... She's been raised on land uh-huh. for years. All right. To the point where, if I recall correctly, she does. She has doubts if mermaids even exist. But her mother. Exactly. Mermaids. So kinky. Back, so she comes back to the sea, and discovers everything about it. Yada yada yada. Sequel stuff. That literally is unnecessary. It doesn't need to happen. But since Disney has stated. By both of us in the Star Wars episode, it's just they they have yeah thank you you can't see it but Tucker is making the cha-ching with his hands. They want money. They want money. I personally think that all these sequels were trying to profit off of the dir- direct to home video mm-hmm. systems because while well, a lot of these were direct to video, which not- could be very well pot like that could be a huge possibility considering that like we just stated a couple of seconds ago money. Money. Moolah. They and that is a great way to used, profit off of that. They hadn't used this system in a while, so they think, okay, let's get these sequels that probably won't take as much money or time or resources as our originals uh-huh. and push them out to kids. Exactly. They're going to watch it. Exactly. So, Beauty and the Beast technically had two sequels. The Enchanted Christmas, which is a Christmas-themed movie what about... What the hell? It's a Christmas. The Enchanted Christmas. It's, I've never heard of that. I mean, I probably have, actually. I just don't remember. It's a Christmas-themed sequel around Belle getting used to all these enchanted appliances, which is weird, because didn't they get turned back into people at the end of the original? Uh, it's directed to three-year-olds. They're not going to... They're not going to realize that. They're not going to understand. It's weird, yeah. Belle and, and Belle's Magical World, which, honestly, I don't think I need to explain the plot. It's a sequel. You can probably guess and get it like 85% right. Yeah. Okay. Aladdin. Aladdin's a trilogy. Just getting it off the bat. Aladdin is technically an animated trilogy. Uh-huh. Return of Jafar is the film where we get Jafar back out of the lamp, causing a bunch of trouble. We get the genie back. Yada, yada, yada. Fight Silly scenes. Jafar. Silly Jafar. And the King of Thieves is... How do I describe this in one sentence? Um, Aladdin meets his father and hijinks into. Because his father is the king of thieves. I, I don't I don't remember any of this. I'm not drinking a Dr. Pepper like I was last episode. In fact, I'm drinking a Orange Crush. Not sponsored? Not sponsored. Yeah, no. I mean, none of this is sponsored. I just like to point that out, which is I'm just I'm not. I'm not just I'm not here right now. <laughs> Mentally, I'm not here. So. We're going to implement something new to this video since it doesn't really follow either of our big formats. We're going to do, let's let's make a better plot. First one, Return of Jafar. Goodness grief, this movie is all over hold the on, place. Hold on, I would, I, would, I would like to make, hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our new segment called... Fix That Plot. Fix That Plot. Okay. So, As Return, you were, of, sir. Return of Jafar. Goodness grief, this is such a weird movie. 
They're all such a weird movie. So. Let's make that plot better. Exactly. Okay, so Return to Far. What can we do with that? Well, keep the name, obviously. It's good enough. Though, call it Aladdin 2, The Return to Far, because the actual movies don't have numbers. They're just called Aladdin, The, the Re Return to Far, and Aladdin the, and the Prince and the King of Thieves. Like, you don't have numbers. You have to guess. So, it could very well be that Return to Far is the third one, but I think it's the second one. So Return Jafar, what can we do with that? How about we just have a whole movie where it's the genie's points of view? So if the genie goes somewhere to go after Jafar, we follow him. So maybe a good amount of the movie doesn't actually show Aladdin until maybe Jafar is defeated or Jafar isn't to be seen and the genie is helping out Aladdin and Jasmine. We get That would give us such a cool point of view to the genie and Jafar in the lamps. Because we don't see much of the inside of the lamps. And that no. could be just a great cash grab, better than what they tried to do. But, you know, they gotta be quick. Quick yeah. on the feet. You gotta just pump out these movies. It's like Scott Coffin and, and FNAF games. <laughs> He's better at it. Just, yeah, but, yeah. Nice. So, moving on from the Aladdin sequels, let's go to The Lion King. Oh, oh boy. We're going into this I thing. have actually seen a few of these because of... A certain other part of my life that used to be there. It, my, my dad's uh, ex girlfriend or fiance or whatever. Her, her her daughter would watch all of the Lion King. Not even just the like good Lion King, just like Lion King one and a half. Those Lion Kings. Like, okay, all the Lion sequels... King one and a half was probably the best sequel. Just besides Lion King two, it's not Lion King two isn't bad. That's what I'm saying. Uh huh. It's very questionable with some of its things, but it, it's not a bad sequel. Okay, by let's sequel just standards. let's let's admit this uh, before we go on. Just the Lion King sequels in general, probably because I have actually seen them, are not that bad compared to a lot of other sequels that we see in Disney. Just in general, the Lion King sequels and the Lion King—they're just—they're better. They—they're better than everybody else. They're like the popular white girls at school. <laughs> that bring Starbucks in like every day, oh, and they have boy. three birthdays, and they cry on Instagram. Okay, that just that just hit home too well. Anyway, I mean, am I right though? Yeah, you are right. So, Lion King one and a half. I'll be honest, this one isn't technically a sequel in my mind. It's a midquel. It takes place within the original movie. It's just what? a different point of view. That's what a midquill mid. mid it's based. A mid, sounds like medication. A midquill. Mid a midquill is basically mid a sequel or or another movie that takes place somewhere within the time of the original. If you are suffering from hair loss, take midquill. I know, right? So I'm suffering. Lion from King hair one loss. and a half is basically just a midquill focused around Timon and Pumbaa. Uh huh. Lion King two is about Simba's daughter Kiara meeting Scar's quote-unquote son, but if I remember correctly, it's not actually Scar's son, because then that would be some cousin-on-cousin -cousin romance. Freaking Disney in okay. incest. Okay, what are they trying to pull here? <laughs> we covered this in the Star Wars episode. We covered this! <laughs> Disney! Why? <laughs> why? But why? Why is this a recurring thing that needs to happen? I have no idea. And... Then The Lion Guard, the TV show that a lot of younger kids like. It's not bad. It's mostly about his son, mm -hmm. Simba's son, mm -hmm. who is 
create who is going over this lion guard, this group of lions that act sort of like the Pride's military, which uh-huh. doesn't make full sense to me, but I guess they need to make some job for his son, mm-hmm. since his daughter is actually going to be the leader of the Pride. Uh-huh. Because, of course, she is. She was the main character of Lion King 2. But, of course. But, of course. <laughs> but, yeah, that's the Lion King sequels. Not bad. Definitely some of the better sequels I made agree. by Disney. I, well, I mean, I think they're, like, the best. They're, they are good sequels. Like, I haven't seen probably half of these sequels, but I, out of all of them that I have seen, The Lion King and its sequels are probably the some of the best. Like, especially, like, Rainy Day or Snow Day binge-watching. Yeah. Like, that that just hits different. It does. Okay. Pocahontas' sequel. Pocahontas 2, Journey to a, to a New World. Goodness grief, Disney. It took you a while to be at least somehow historically accurate with Pocahontas. They gave us John Rolfe, the actual man that she marries in history. Uh-huh. As her love interest in the second movie. I'm sorry, we're going to kind of tear this movie apart because me and Tucker are both history nerds. Okay, so original Pocahontas, you have John Smith, and everyone's like, wait, what? John Smith? You gave us the wrong John. Dumb ass. Not to mention that he really does seem like the historical John Smith that uh-huh. he probably is. The one who was the big tobacco power. Yeah, exactly. But John Lulolf... Is the love interest in the second movie. Uh-huh. And, well, of course. Now, if I have this correct, the ship that they go on in the end of this movie, after their whole hijinks in London and how the whole plot is set in London, is historically the ship that Pocahontas goes on to the day she dies. And just like that, folks, that's a wrap for her life. But I, but we the got movie, Beanie. But the movie doesn't seem to show... Or imply that she'll die. I mean, of course, because it's a movie made for little kids. I know. <laughs> so, I don't think it's going to be like, and then she died. It's, it's not one of okay. those movies. So, going back to our new segment, Pocahontas 2, Journey to a New World. Let's fix that plot. I'm going to get the joke out of the way. Here's the joke. Kill her at the end of the movie. What a awesome <laughs> joke to make about such a lovely person. Kill her. Kill her. Okay, now that the historical joke is over... Kill her. I'm gonna yell that at I you. Think, Kill her. I think that the setting of it all being in London and London being, like, deified and being the apotheosis of London... Mm-hmm. I think they went too far. I get it. You need Pocahontas in London. Yeah. But you should at least have had something about John Rolfe trying to portray her as royalty within the native americans it's uh-huh. not entirely true because i don't think royalty was really a construct in native american society mm-hmm. they did have vastly different ideas than americans some of which were actually pretty nice and communal yeah so i'm not sure if native americans would agree with that please let me know if i'm wrong yeah okay just canceled yeah Canc- canceled you're canceled now yeah canceled but i but in history there were records of people trying to say that Pocahontas was royalty. So maybe that could have been a plot. Him, John Rolfe trying to convince people that Pocahontas was royalty to get respect for her. Mm-hmm. Because what if they get married? Ha ha. Wow, what if? 
and it could have been a whole story about the constructs of royalty and society changing for Pocahontas and how she's secretly more well-controlled and more of a balanced person than she is portrayed in the eyes of everyone else that might see Native Americans in this time as kind of savages, even though they weren't. Of course. So yeah, that could have been the a slightly better plot to poke on us too. Okay. The Hunchback of Notre Dame to The Secret of the Bell. Oh, this movie. So, yeah. Bell. There's this bell that has some weird magical properties, I think. And this man named Quasimodo gets a love interest. That's basically the whole movie. It's just is, is a love a, story is that a brother for Quasimodo. I can't remember. I feel like the the woman in in it is like abused in in other things. I, I, think I don't so? want to say right now, like, but like you catch my drift. Like yeah. I, she was like yeah, like courted by let's, an awful. Let's awful get over man. that. Let's get over that. Let's by, move on by an awful. Let's man. move on. That is the plot of this kid's movie. <laughs> Hercules, zero to hero. Mulligan. <laughs> I watched Hamilton today. Oh, nice. It was lovely. So, Hercules, zero to hero. I'm pretty sure that this was just a bunch of TV episodes that from a canceled pilot that were brought together into a movie. It's a midquel. It's lovely. another midquel. Are you suffering from lack of oxygen because you wear masks? <laughs> really you're feeding into that no i'm not i don't believe in that i was uh, just trying to think of a scenario that can accommodate for people today if if you are suffering from hair loss and cannot breathe because of of corona then um try midquil today try midquil i mean cool it's not quill quill makes it actually sound like a, it's midquil okay so yeah midquil hercules zero to hero is just a weird midquil where it's like school like hercules is going to school which i'm like uh -huh. are you kidding me you went one step f too far in my opinion by using the name hercules from roman myth in the and greek then pantheon. a greek yeah why though and then now you're having him be in high in like high school basically yeah, I don't like what in the world we don't pay disney well we don't send our money to disney to make high school musical four this time he's a demigod Okay, I'm not even gonna lie, it was pretty smooth. Cha cha, real smooth. Yeah, so that movie's a thing. Mulan 2. Mulan 2. Uh, what a fe Not even a fever dream, just a fluster cluck. Yeah, it's worse than a fever dream, in my opinion. It is. So, alright, let me tell you this. Alright, story time. Story time. Everybody, all you little kids, sit around the uh, campfire. The campfire. But this is not a SpongeBob thing. Um. Sit around. That was that was pretty hot. I'm not even. I'm not, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doctor Pepper. Anyway, okay. So I, I was sitting there one night and I watch, I watched the first Mulan, and then I was just like, there's a second Mulan because you know how Netflix will give you that just like. I mean Disney Plus. No, it was on Netflix. Oh, weird. Yeah, I know. This, this was this was before Disney Plus was like huge. Mm. So I was sitting there. And, and I was on Netflix, and you know, at the end of a movie or a show, it'll be like, what you should watch next. Or like, related to this. Yeah. And 
on the watch next, there was a Mulan. I was like, there's a Mulan, a Mulan. There's a Mulan too. And I was so excited and I watched it and I wanted to die. I'll be honest. I thought you were about to say there's a Mulan room. My soul went to hell. It's, it's weird. So it basically ignores the effect of everything Mulan did by saying no to the emperor and stuff like that. They really could have made a good movie about that. Mm -hmm. And it kind of ignores Shang quite a bit it kind of takes away his amazing characterization from the end of the first Mulan mm -hmm. it gives the three soldier guys love interests and it, they're supposed to be like escorting these women to somewhere else in like China I think escorting the women to China oh my god I just I, I'm I'm getting flashbacks again uh, but yeah they're the princesses aren't they yeah, like the, of I other, think there are three of other, princesses. Like dynasties or, or kingdoms or something like it that. It might be like a separate. It, kingdom it has been else. a couple years it since has. I have watched those. But yeah, that happened. Huh. It's basically just an excuse to give those three guys love interests. Yeah, I'll drink to that. Cheers. Cheers. So, that being said, let's fix that plot. Okay, first of all, if we're making Mulan 2, we need a subtitle. It's just Disney gold to have a subtitle on yeah, the second I agree. movie. I agree. Alright, I have a perfect subtitle. Um, nothing, because you're going to ball up that wad of paper that you wrote these ideas for for Mulan 2 and throw it in the trash where it belongs. I have a, I don't like it. I don't like Mulan 2. Mulan 2, the movie that sucked. <laughs> Mulan 2, the... I'm trying to think of something that's not offensive. Mulan 2. Mulan 2, we ignored Lee Shang this time. Why is that? Who knows? But wait, but why did they... That was like a major part of the first movie, and then that that's... How he's, Lee, how he's Lee, just gone. How Li Shang started as this big macho man, the son of a general who's dealing with the death of his father and is slightly sexist, and at the end turns into this person who really appreciates Mulan, and then he gets shafted. He's not exactly a flat character. Like, he is... He has real-world like problems. He, yeah, like, and he is three-dimensional. Yeah, he's... Like, he is a very well-developed character. He's pretty multifaceted. No, he, he's a really good-developed character. In fact, probably one of the best, but... Yeah, uh, Li Shang. I I have respect for Li Shang. Bring him back. So, here's what I'd want to do with Mulan 2. Whatever the name is, it has to be a bit closer to the legend. Uh -huh. What I love about the legend is that it really sticks with that idea of Mulan not revealing who she is until the war is over. Uh -huh. So, since we can't retcon the first movie so that she didn't reveal herself... Mm -hmm. Why don't we say that the war didn't end with the death of that main macho evil guy that I can't even remember the name of for the life of me? Technically, it was supposed to be like... It's not Genghis Khan. It's not Genghis Khan. It's, it's some sort of Khan, though, Bori I Khan? It was something Khan, I thought. Isn't, wasn't it like Bori Khan? I can't even remember. That sounds like a bot. It sounds like a failed Pokemon. I know, right? Or like a Digimon. I know. It's I don't know weird. if you've ever watched Digimon. I did. Oh, dude, I was a big, big a big Digimon, a big Digimon fan growing up. 
But yeah, um... Thanks to my mother. I think a big part of a Mulan 2 should be about the change in the war effort. Because a, a lot of Mulan was about how she was pretending to be a man and how she was trying to do everything that a man could do to fit in and bring honor to her family. Well, honor's already been brought to her family and mm -hmm. one villain has already been defeated. Mm -hmm. What if the reveal is that you have another force from the same guy's group going mm -hmm. against you now? Yeah. And Mulan and Li Shang get redrafted into the military at the request of the Emperor, and they have to fight with everyone knowing who they fully are. They don't have to hide who they are. They can embrace their strengths. So maybe it's face your fears. And more Mul war. America's favorite thing. So it just, it works out better. Disney, yeah. I don't know why you didn't do that in the first place. People would have bought a dumb, stupid dumpster fire of a movie if you would have just put more war in it. Because that is what us Americans love. Yeah. What is it good for making Disney money? <laughs> yeah, Tarzan had two additional movies. Tarzan 2 was another midquel. Obligatory medicine reference. And Tarzan and Jane was a sequel set about one year after they started dating. It's their one year anniversary. Lovely. Moving on. Return to Neverland, sequel to Peter Pan. Honestly, this one does hold a place in my heart. I can't even remember anything about that one. It's Wendy's daughter going to Neverland mm -hmm. with Peter Pan and Tank. Wendy's? <laughs> Sorry, you said it's Wendy's daughter, and I thought of like Wendy's nuts go across your face, something like that. I don't know. I'm five. <laughs> Same. On God, but <laughs> anyway. So yeah, Return to Neverland. Wendy's daughter doesn't fully believe in fairies and everything like that. So uh -huh. Peter and Tink are trying to get her to believe, and Tink nearly dies because of course Tink nearly dies. And yada yada yada, basically Peter Pan, but with enough twists to really seem like a decent enough sequel. So does the plot need to be changed? No, no. All right, I give it a pass. Move it, move it on. Like how the like how the Cinderella sequels get a pass. Bambi two midquel to Bambi. I really don't care enough to change this one. It's basically Bambi looking for his father. During... After her mother got shot. During the during Bambi one, technically. Let's analyze what did Bambi's Bambi's mom get brutally murdered by? Gaston. <laughs> what no, but like what gun? Also what? <laughs> Wait. That would be fun. That would be a cool little crossover. All I'm saying Gaston has a deer head in the in the oh song. Oh my And they confirmed gracious. it was a burly hunter. That you see a burly hunter. They are in the same mom. universe. Bambi and and um Belle need to just. All right, all right. Focus, focus, focus. Anyway, Moving on. But yeah, um, this isn't in our script, but I want to go over Cinderella two and Cinderella three. All right, because Cinderella three is one of my favorite of the entire sequels. All right, Cinderella two. It's basically a series of three shorter stories about. Mm. Cinderella and Prince Charming's relationship after they get married. Prince part, Charming. Part of which is about ball, Cinderella planning all these balls and... Really? I'm sorry, I'm five, okay? You said balls and I cracked a smile. Cinderella planning all these galas and... What? Planning all the what? Gala. What is that? Another term for ball. Okay. 
you thought you could get around me anyway. And a, a lot of stuff with Anastasia, because Anastasia is technically getting her redemption arc in this movie. Ooh, fancy. Yeah, and then Cinderella 3 comes along. Cinderella 3, a twist in time is, from my recollection, the only Disney princess movie with time travel in it. Tucker has been talking about this ever since I hopped in the car with him when he kidnapped me earlier. <laughs> he, he was just like, it was the only one with time travel, and I was just like, write that down. Yeah, so Cinderella 3, surprisingly, is one of my, is what I think is a concise enough explanation of time travel. The stepmother mm-hmm. goes back in time to before Cinderella is found by Prince Charming. Mm-hmm. And she ma- she uses magic to change Anastasia's foot to fit the slipper, and you- and also uses magic to trick the prince into think in to trick the prince's mind into thinking that Anastasia was the woman he danced with that night. But Cinderella is told by the mice that the mice that the prince they speak to me that the prince is being tricked to think that Anastasia was the woman and there's this funny scene where the where the prince's father the king is like you shall not go down another stair of this palace and he's like okay and he jumps out the window lovely <laughs> moving on yeah and the end of it has this cool thing about alternate timelines and traveling through alternate timelines it's pretty concise for a disney movie Exclu- excluding endgame I'm not counting Marvel movies in this one. Even though technically they would go be Disney because they bought it. Anyway, Mar- anyway. We already did the, the MCU. Yeah. Okay, so that's it for the animated sequels. Here's a quick rundown of every live action movie that Disney has made. Okay, so going through to live action, you have the Beauty and the Beast 2017 movie. Emma Watson, she, <laughs> Luke Evans, Josh Gad, pretty good musical presence. Cinderella from 2015, eh, you get the gist. Alice in Wonderland and Alice Through the Looking Glass from 2010 and 2016, respectively. Maleficent from 2014, Maleficent Mistress of Evil from 2019, Aladdin from 2019, Dumbo from 2019, Mulan from 2020. <laughs> Yeah, we watched that together. It was awful. Yeah. The Lion King from 2019. Lady and the Tramp from 2019. Lady and the Tramp wasn't bad. I watched it with, with my mom. Christopher Robin from 2018. I'm counting this because it's a live-action reimagining of an adult Christopher Robin going back to the Hundred Acre Wood. Uh-huh. And he's played by Ewan McGregor. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. You can't pass that up. I suppose. The Jungle Book from 2016 and... Cruella, coming out this year, starring Emma Stone as Cruella DeVille. It's basically an origin story. Uh-huh. It really is. Cruella DeVille is this member of this weird criminal underground. and she's awful person being made, that eats dogs. And she's being made into this like misunderstood anti-hero. She eats dogs for living people. Leather factories are being made because of Cruella. <laughs> Cruella, more like Corolla. Stupid phone. <laughs> but yeah, there are a bunch of other properties that are waiting to be made into live action that have been said that they're in pro in progress, like The Little Mermaid with Halle Bailey. Minecraft. <laughs> Pinocchio with Tom Hanks. Oh, 
Yes, Tom Hanks. He would actually be really good. Yeah, Peter Pan and Wendy with Jude Law. Okay, all right. Not, not bad. bad. Not bad. Uh, Snow White, no cast confirmed. No cast. The, hunch, the Hunchback of Notre Dame, no cast confirmed. Of course. Prince Charming, no cast confirmed. Yep. Yeah, Prince Charming's guy's own, getting his own movie. Wow. Like, that's kind of cool. Wow. Robin Hood, no cast confirmed. Hercules, no cast confirmed, even though the Russo brothers, as in Infinity War and Endgame Russo brothers, are said to be producing it. Mm-hmm. Bambi, live action, no confirmed cast. Of course. Oliver Twist, live action, with Ice Cube. Of course. James and the Giant Peach, live action, no cast confirmed. I remember watching that. Tink. Now, this is the thing. There's been a Tink live action film in progress for a long time. It's supposedly having Reese Witherspoon as Tinkerbell. Uh Uh-huh. Now, I'm not sure about this. There have also been rumors that she's being replaced in this movie with Margot Robbie, as in Harley Quinn, Wolf of Wall Street, Margot Robbie, which I wouldn't mind, honestly. Uh-huh. As long as you do the character justice, I don't care. The animated, there are a bunch of animated films for her already. The Sword in the Stone live action, no cast confirmed. Lilo and Stitch live action, no cast confirmed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a lot. Live action is definitely turning into the big money maker for Disney. There was also that Artemis Fowl live action that came out on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. I didn't mind it. A lot of people don't seem to like it. I don't mind it. it I kind of liked it from, from how it portrays from the book. There were some inaccuracies, but they work. Okay. Now, time to tap into our first episode of the series with our final little thing. The Star Wars sequel trilogy was produced by Disney... Oh my god. <laughs> Here we go. And it consisted of Star Wars The Force Awakens, Star Wars The Last Jedi, and Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. All of which I hope are not canon within a couple years. Is it rant time? Is it rant time? Oh, you know it. It's rant time, everybody. Welcome to the news section of the of the show. Rant time. It's called Rant Time. This is where we... And we, we bitch and moan about all the things we don't hate. And now, I mean we I mean we don't love. And now I must go back into the British accent. Yep, here we go. So okay, why don't you start us off with like one of the most nitpickiest things we can think of about the, the sequel. First of all, um Ray Palpatine, are you bloody kidding me? I was me? actually hoping that that was gonna be the first thing that you said. Ray Palpatine. You could have made her Ray Kenobi. Ray Skywalker, you could have made her Ray Tano for all I care. You could have Ray made... Solo. Actually, that would have been weird because Ben Solo was in the ship with her. So Whoa, that, that my God! Wait, incest. I forgot about that. Well, I mean, it, I wouldn't put it past Disney. Remember? Yeah, yeah, they are big on incest, Disney. I know. I, I feel like incest is one of the most used words in our podcast because that's. Whenever we talk about Disney... It's not our fault that 75% of our podcast has been Disney. That is true. This is accurate. I just... I have a problem with with watching the sequel uh, trilogy. I have a problem with just watching sequels in general. You're telling me that Leia Organa was a strong enough Jedi to put Luke Skywalker on his ass. I guess so. What? 
why was the resistance having so much trouble when the Empire was in trouble by having Luke? If Leia was stronger than Luke, it makes no sense. Not to mention that you have a Force-sensitive Stormtrooper in the franchise. A lot of people seem to think that Finn is not Force-sensitive. The music tells you. Every time he does something that is a godsend, the Force theme plays. <laughs> oh dear. Dear me. But there is a pantheon of problems with this trilogy that could have been solved by making it just a vision by Luke on the planet. You could have ended the Rise of Skywalker with Luke alive and waking up as a younger Luke. Could have saved it. And going back into his Jedi Academy. Disney, I hope looking, you're listening. Take notes. at Ben and his other students and starting a lesson. Take you, notes. You could have then completely altered the sequel trilogy, making a new one that is canon and utterly making it better. I mean, you you, you know that it's, that it's, it's gonna stay canon. Like, it's... If it, I mean, we're gonna be mad if it if it does, but it's, it's, if, it's going to. It's like the Terminator franchise. The bad movies stay canon. Oop. Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines was a very iffy movie, mostly because they didn't have Eddie Furlong, which makes enough sense on its own. Mm -hmm. But the movies just kept becoming more convoluted. I wonder what that reminds us of. No clue. The sequel trilogy. I agreed. They introduce so many new concepts that it is infuriating. I agree. The Last Jedi was the first Star Wars movie where a giant spaceship had to worry about fuel. Uh-huh. Never before did we hear, Oh, Captain, we have to make a, f a pit stop. At the nearest fuel station on on, on freaking Coruscant. Uh-huh. It never happened. Because that isn't the sort of tone you want to go for. It's too realistic. You don't want your villains being a thousand light years away. Because they had to re refuel their planet-sized ship. Their planet-sized ship. I mean, you got a point there. I mean, I guess it's whatever, though. They could have done so much more of this trilogy than they did. But they didn't. And they will continue to make bad sequel trilogies. And that is why we did this episode today. It is because of all these bad, some good, but mainly bad trilogies. Yes, that is mainly why That's, we that's did basically this. why we did this. Anyway, I think we basically covered everything now. Yeah. That's uh -huh. Disney sequels for you. There are a few that we left out, like all the Tinkerbell movies. Well, that's that's for obvious reasons. And There's the just Winnie the lot. Pooh movies. Oh, uh, Winnie the Pooh has a lot more than just movies. And we left out the Toy Story movies. Because, yeah, okay, well, well, let's see, the Toy Story movies would basically... Because their sequels are very concise and very good. 
I so, agree. They're like they're, they're, I think they're pretty much equal to Lion King. Yeah. I mean, Toy Story 2 isn't my favorite one. Toy Story 1, 3, and 4 definitely hold up on the same level. Uh-huh. And anyway. I mean, Incredibles <clears throat> 2. 14 years after the first one, but it works. It's not like a Bambi 2 where it's like 64 years after the first one. Uh-huh. It was only 14 years, and that's because they had to really work on animation and, and script and stuff. I agree. They were working on this movie for those 14 years. Yep. But yeah, that's pretty much it. This was our rundown of Disney's history and their... Awful, but awful, some good. But some good sequels. If you guys enjoyed Of Course. Of Course. But Of Course. But Of Course. I'm Jersey now. Anyway, if you guys enjoyed, then let us know. Is it, it would be nice if there's anything we need to change, then let us know. Uh, also, things like suggestions would be nice. We have a list of things that we want to do, but if we ever do run out, then we can turn to those. Anyway, thank you guys for listening and taking the time out of your day to sit back and listen, and we hope you enjoyed. See you next time. Peace.